Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of Wicked. Mysterious. I'm your host, Danny. And I'm Katie. And this is episode 29. Yes, it is. We're almost at 30. Yes, we are. I can't believe it. And our birthday is this week. Oh, man. I wish we were throwing like a banger. I know. I wish we were too. But we're lazy. Not lazy. Lame. We're lame. <laughs> That's true. We're so lame and old. people, aren't are we? We are very busy doing other things, so yes. we, we probably won't be able to have a party. No, but that'd be awesome. It would be. Especially we if we, we just will. invited like our close friends and family that have supported us, so there'd be like four people there. Yes. So yes. It'll be just Shane. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ashley too. And then you have a couple. Do I have, you have a couple some, friends, yeah. You have a couple of real OGs. Yes, thank you so, so much. So we are going to be pulling the drawing um, this week on the 19th of September, 2023, which is Tuesday. Actually, I think we're going to do Wednesday the 20th, right? Why? Oh, because that's our birthday, birthday day. Yeah. So, um, if so- you haven't already, please, um, fill out the Google form so we can pull your name. If you have given us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much. Where is the Google form found in case somebody doesn't know where to find it? I actually started putting it in our episode information. Oh. So on whatever podcast you use, I think they call it the show notes. Okay. Um, also, if you go to any of our socials, um, you, uh, YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook, it's uh, one of the links in our link tree. Okay, cool. So it's pretty easy to find. Yeah. Um, we have way more reviews and ratings than we do entries. Okay. So thank you so much. But it's gonna be very slim pickings. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll get some more ratings in the next few weeks. So good luck to everybody. Good luck. So I have an episode for you today. Stoked. It is a big bertha of an episode. Yes. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> that word. Wait, wait. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> So this is quite possibly the most important event to take place in our government and slightly restores my faith in our government. Slightly. 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 But it has the potential to blow the lid off federal top secret projects. Whoa. Today's episode is about the U.S. congressional hearing regarding UAP reporting and the federal government cover-up. Oh, yeah. This is going to be good. Yeah. So let's get into it. So I listened to the two-hour hearing, so you didn't have to, <laughs> and I will do my best to summarize it for Love you this. and interject I watched, minimally. I watched little bits and pieces because mm-hmm. it was a lot, but it was a the lot. Bits, yeah. bits and pieces I did see were good. Yes. Yeah. On July 26, 2023, the U.S. Congress held a hearing to hear from three whistleblowers regarding UAP and information that has been hidden from the from congressional oversight. So to give a little background on how our government works, because I'm really terrible with understanding this, it's just not something that stuck with me, but I feel like I should know, Um, especially when it comes to this hearing, you kind of have to understand how it works a little bit. Mm -hmm. So Congress has a total of 535 members, 100 of them are from the U.S. Senate, and 435 of them are from the U.S. House of Representatives. These are elected officials, and they oversee all federal government operations, including the military and the Pentagon. The Pentagon is is basically the, the Department of Defense. Members of Congress represent people of their district in the United States Congress by holding hear- hearings, as well as developing and voting on legislation. All bills must pass Congress before they can go to the president to be signed into law. If the president vetoes a bill, Congress can override the veto with a two-thirds majority vote. Okay, two-thirds, yep. So a lot of ufologists have thought in the past that the military was testing and or hiding advanced technology. This hearing was past members of the military coming forward to whistleblow the federal government for evading congressional oversight. This congressional hearing proves that UAPs are likely not military testing as members of the military are the ones doing the whistleblowing. So UAP, for those who don't know, stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. This is the term used by the military to describe UFOs. 
Yes. The hearing opens with Chairman Mr. Grothman discussing the reason for this hearing. He basically states that for years the government has hid things from public knowledge and that there is a push for transparency and accountability. He states that two presidents have witnessed UFOs, President Gerald Ford in 1966 and President Jimmy Carter in 1969. He said that the U.S. government spent $1.5 million early this year on missiles to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon and then two subsequent UAPs after that. Whoa. He states that the U.S. He states that the Biden administration is not prepared for UAPs and that there has been no transparency at all regarding these events. They want better reporting practices and to come up with a way to uh, disperse the information without scaring the public. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Wow. So um, the AARO and NASA are both studying this phenomena, UAPs. Mm-hmm. So we then hear from Mr. Burchett, who again emphasizes the importance of transparency in the government. He states that the Pentagon works for us, not the other way around, and that the people cannot trust a government who does not trust its own people. Hallelujah. Yep. The fact that the federal government has said that UAPs are not a threat to national security is an understatement and blatantly untrue. Mm -hmm. So next up is Mrs. Luna. So all these people um, that we will hear from, aside from the witnesses, are members of Congress. So Mrs. Luna is a member of Congress. She says that 68% of American citizens believe that the government is hiding information on UAPs. And 50% of Americans believe that the federal government is doing a bad job at reporting them. 20% of Americans have witnessed a UAP. Wow, that's that's a really big amount. Right? Wow. <laughs> National Security Subcommittee member Mr. Garcia discusses that pilots have had many encounters with UAP, but there is such a stigma regarding reporting that they either don't report it or can't report it. Mm. Um, There was some information, and I'm sorry, I didn't have time to dive into the whole thing, but the FAA supported a bill that um, was asking for reporting, um, and the bill was passed by Congress and then vetoed at the White House, um, I think is what I understood. I'm sorry if I got that wrong, but they have tried to pass bills, and they become denied, and then they, like, get lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, like, red tape and and that type of stuff that goes on. So um, I didn't quite catch all of it, so I apologize for that. But they, they did try to pass a bill for this. Yeah. Um, He acknowledges that the Department of Defense has been tight-lipped about UAPs because full disclosure of what they know could reveal our defense capabilities and our technology, putting us at risk, but that it's equally dangerous to hide this information from from the public. Um, They also discussed the All-Domain Anomaly Office, which I looked up, All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, provides the public with information concerning aerial phenomena and its efforts to understand and resolve unidentified anomalous phenomena. And NASA also do reporting on UAPs, but they state that they have no evidence of extraterrestrial life. That's a joke. Yeah. He acknowledges again that these whistleblowers and regular witnesses are threatened and gaslit, which makes reporting unlikely. Exactly what happens, yeah. The House and Senate supposedly have worked tirelessly to bring transparency to the Department of Defense whenever they can. We then hear from Congressman Maskowitz from Florida. He again echoes the same sentiments that this is a bipartisan issue, meaning that it does not affect one party or the other, and that it shouldn't take a threat of extraterrestrial life to bring the country together. I've always thought that. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of been against nationalism and the thought of what we're taught in school, like the Pledge of Allegiance and all that stuff that like, I don't, I'm kind of against nationalism, the thought that you're better than somebody else because of where you happen to be born. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that like if there was a threat from an ET or something like that, how fast the world would come together. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they, for some none reason, none of that would matter. None right. of it would matter. It doesn't matter. It but doesn't for matter. some reason, they teach that. Yeah. Because they want, I don't understand. I don't, know. Yeah. I don't whatever. I'm sure there's a reason, but <laughs> I hate that. Um, 
So I thought that was interesting that he said that. Yeah. He states that the protection of our country by the Department of Defense should not be a shield to prevent knowledge from being dispersed to the public. He basically demands full disclosure and for Congress to be able to access top secret bases such as Groom Lake in Nevada and um, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Hmm. So now on to the good stuff, the witnesses. Okay, cool. So there's three. The first is Lieutenant Graves. He was the executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace. He's a former U.S. Navy F-18 pilot. Nice. Commander David Fravor. He's a retired Navy commander, a naval aviator for 18 years, and a first-hand witness of the Tic Tac UFO event, oh, wow. which is uh, was recently, a few years ago, the footage of that was released by um, the Department of Defense, and he is was begged, basically, to be a witness because his background is so good that he is basically, he's Incredible. the most credible. Yeah. And then there's David Grush. He's the former senior intelligence officer with National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. And he was a senior advisor for UAP issues. Nice. So they're all sworn in. Yep. Lieutenant Graves is the first to speak. Again, he's the executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace. And he was the one who was the F-18 pilot. He speaks about the same things that pilots are encountering UAP in our aerospace and that this is a regular thing and that the U.S. government refuses to acknowledge them and even publicly questions these pilots' credibility. The pilots are afraid of professional recourse, mm -hmm. that they'll lose their jobs if they speak out. Yep. Lieutenant Graves has his own UAP encounters and serves as a voice for all of those who have confided their experiences to him. Wow. He explains that off the coast of Virginia Beach, two F-18s were split by a UAP, which he described as a dark cube inside of a clear sphere. It was 5 to 15 feet in diameter, and they submitted a safety report, but it went unacknowledged by the Department of Defense. Completely unacknowledged. Unreal. It happened so frequently that this has become part of their pre-flight briefings and all of these pilots are afraid for their safety. Wow. He states that he founded Americans for Safe Aerospace and it serves as a haven for all of those who have experienced this phenomena. He states that a lot of these witnesses are experienced veteran pilots for major airlines, like commercial airlines. Right, like really well well experienced outside of the pilots. military yeah so that's so having nothing to do with the military right yeah they report seeing phenomena above them or around forty thousand feet in the low earth orbit or in the gray zone below the carmen line wow. so i tried to look up what the gray zone is i couldn't find anything on that yep. but the carmen line is the boundary between earth's atmosphere and space for reference, commercial airliners fly from 33,000 to 42,000 feet, and the Carmen line is 300,000 feet up. Okay. They also state later in this meeting that 80,000 feet is considered space. Okay. But yeah. witnesses state that these UAP make inexplicable maneuvers mm -hmm. and that a lot of the sightings are recurring, multiple sightings being seen in an area over time. Okay. So in a particular area? Yes. Okay. He said that recent sightings have been over Hawaii and over the North Atlantic coast. Mm. He said that after a radar upgrade, they started seeing more phenomena using multiple tools and eventually by eyesight. Wow. Yes. Um, his concerns are that this could be advanced technology from another country, though they don't think that's what it is, but it leaves a hole mm. that threatens our safety because For if sure. another country, yeah. an enemy country knows that we ignore anything, we can't figure out what it is. Yeah. They're going to use that to their advantage. So Absolutely. that is their main concern when it comes to right. safety. If we're not sure. Yeah. But they also acknowledge that these could be some kind of extraterrestrial life. Or some other scientific mystery that we do, we just can't figure out. Right. David Grush speaks next. Um, again, he's the former intelligence officer with the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. And he was the advisor for UAP issues. He was a major in the National Guard and worked for the NGA. 
The NGA, I looked it up, delivers world-class geospatial intelligence that provides decisive information to policymakers, warfighters, intelligence professionals, and first responders. So if there's anybody who would know this shit, it's him. Yeah, these are some really good witnesses. Yes, very good witnesses. <laughs> yeah. Like, they are yeah, the, they the best the that they yeah. could be. Yeah. This um, he also created the UAP task force. And he also served in the all-domain uh, anomaly office. He states he came to be a whistleblower because high-ranking military officials told him that the federal government is operating in secrecy above Congress. They are not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to stop here and just... Think about that for a second. Think about that. Let yeah. that sink in for mm-hmm. a second. Because this whole time I've been like, fuck our government, fuck that. Like, yeah, no, but really like, above them and it's is the, probably the bigger problem. Our government would work well if it worked the way it's supposed to work. And it doesn't. It's right. not. So it's scary. And also, I just want to say, what a fucking time to be alive. Oh, my God. Seriously, <laughs> I just said that yesterday. Like, what a time. This is amazing. I'm sorry that it's so dry and boring. Um, no, this is this is a real this is extra 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 interesting content. Like super I'm trying to break it down. You're doing great into a way that is like under summarizing these yeah. big long there, but there testimonies. Was a, lot, yes. a lot of information because yes. not only are they just giving their statements, but they're being questioned as yes. well. Yeah, it's a lot. And some of the Congress people have their own um, little sentiments that they pop in. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to say. Uh, shame on me for have never watching Congress because I absolutely loved seeing how they come from like all walks of life, how they have different accents across the country, how they all have their own personalities. They're not some anonymous yeah. uh, I know panel of yeah, like yeah. people we don't know who they are. They're all human they're all, yeah. and they're very concerned and it's comforting, but also terrifying because see that this is a fucking problem. Right. This is a real problem. Yeah. So anyway. Grush said that the information he's about to provide came from highly trusted and highly credible, high-ranking military officers, as well as official documents and official government photos. He was told about a federal program decades old that cleans up, collects evidence, and reverse engineers technology from UAP crash sites. Yeah, that's so believable. I'm getting chills, yeah. <laughs> Still, even though I've already like You've watched already, this and yeah, read it. And but wrote it. When he asked for the rest of the information, he was denied and reported that his denial to these and oh, I'm sorry. When he asked for the rest of the information, he was denied and he reported this denial to his superiors. Interesting. Next up, we hear from um, Commander David Fravor. He's an older man. He's a retired Navy commander. He did not want to come forward. He says he was pestered by people because, again, his credibility is ironclad. Mm. So it's I can very- still picture his face. He just looked so like miserable to be there. He he had very stern like look. He also had like a smirk the whole time. Like he like it was almost like funny. Not like funny, not but- funny, but like like he couldn't he just knows that this-, this to be true and. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very, like, very yeah. obvious to him. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Very matter-of-fact yes. kind of presentation. Yes. Yeah. Um, I liked him a lot. I liked them all, but I, I liked him the most, I think. All right. So, again, he was the witness of the Tic Tac event. Oh, yes. And he explains what he witnessed. He was doing an Air Force training in 2004 when he was told that they were going to suspend training to do real-world tasking because it was an object in the airspace. Wow. The controller told him that they'd be tracking an object that had been observed for over two weeks, starting at 80,000 feet, descending to 20,000 feet, and then quickly ascending back into space. Yeah, that's insane. So literally for two weeks, this thing's been hovering and hanging Hanging out out. in that one little area. Yep. Like weird, weird, because there's a whole freaking galaxy it can be traveling and it's just chilling right there. Very strange. There's more info on that. Cool. why they think they're in one particular yeah, area but yeah um he witnessed white water in the ocean 
and makes it a point to say that this was a perfect day as far as flying. There were no waves. There were no white caps. Okay. They had perfect weather, no clouds, and very light wind. And white water would like signify some sort of like wave or splash or something. Some, or- yeah, in the ocean. Yeah. He didn't say it was a wave. He said white water. So if you're looking at but the like, ocean, there was like an area. if plunged into it, yes. it would create a wave, right? And it would make... He, like, I don't... Oh, so it's not like that. It's not... It's not a wave. Because when you he, say white water, I'm like... Yeah, mean- he didn't say wave. He okay. just said white water. I'm but when I like picture white water, I picture waves. Yeah, so like yeah, the white. I he just said white water. So it was something that stood out in the ocean. They saw a tic tac shaped object bouncing around abruptly, like a ping pong ball. Yes, and you've seen this video, I'm sure. Yes, leaving one jet above them to keep watch. They descended down toward the tic-tac-shaped object, and when they got within a half-mile distance from it, it accelerated and disappeared completely. So crazy. The jet above them also lost contact with it. Mm -hmm. The patch of white water was also gone. Weird. They found the object again less than a minute later, 60 miles away. Wow. You think that they're, like, going into the ocean? This one, I don't know if this one came out of the ocean. I don't. Seems I don't know. Seems to be some kind he of connection to that. He didn't hint anything like that. He all okay. he said was patch of white water. So weird. And I don't think it went in the ocean because it was spotted again a minute later, sixty miles away. What if it went down into the ocean and it traveled into the into the water? You know what I mean? To get away from the pilots that were on to the to the UFO to the. I'm sorry. It the, said they said it just disappeared. Okay. So it's possible, but I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, it probably put on its um, invisibility cloak. Right. I think it's just really fast. <laughs> yeah, that fast. Right. Um, a video of the object was released, but he states the radar records are missing. Weird. And that the Tic Tac thing jammed their radar. Ooh, interesting. He also mentions Tic Tac thing <laughs> to the stars. Yeah, my heart. Aww. To the stars is an aerospace science and entertainment company founded by Tom DeLonge. Yep. So, as you know, I am a huge, huge, huge fan of Tom DeLonge. Um, I know plenty of people don't like him, but I always thought it was so cool that he worked toward his dream that no one else believed in Mm -hmm. and persevered in the face of adversity when he could have easily sold out and continued to make money just on Blink-182. Absolutely. But he chose to follow his heart and focus on other musical projects as well as his true passion, which is his interest in UFOs and potentially alien life. Yes. And that takes a lot to to come out and advocate for that kind of shit in this day and age, so... To the Stars has done a lot of great things for this. As they Danny in- holds her heart. I, I am holding my heart because I <laughs> fucking love him. So they invented the Vault, which stands for Virtual Analytics UAP Learning Tool oh. that collects UAP sighting data from the public cool. and like authenticates that. known encounters th- through the use of declassified government documents. Wow. To the Stars also funds the Atom Project, which stands for Acquisition and Data Analysis of Materials and claims to have potentially exotic materials. Hmm. And I would love to do an episode on what he's doing because he's just so fucking cool. You should. So anyway, the whistleblower's main concern, again, is that the federal government is using taxpayer money to fund top-secret projects that are hidden from other branches of the government and avoid our built-in check-and-balance system. Mm -hmm. When asked if pilots have a procedure for when they encounter UAP, Mr. Graves said they do not, and they do not have a reporting system either, and that commercial airliners have not adopted military ideas that these UAPs pose a severe safety risk. He is asking that there be a reporting system where they will not be in fear of losing their jobs. They ask all three witnesses if they can think of any reason at all why information on UAPs is hidden, and none of them could. And I'm sorry if this gets bouncy around. It's up If you haven't seen this, it's a panel of different... Um, Congress people, and they all have their own set of questions. They each have five minutes. Um, so I did my best to summarize what they asked, but it is going to kind of bounce around a little bit. When asked if UAPs pose a threat to our national security, they all said yes, because the technology UAPs have is so far advanced that there is no technology we have or plan to have in the next 20 years that could possibly protect us. 
If another country collected UAP crash debris and reverse engineered it, they could have the ability to drop into our airspace quickly. They also explain that a huge part of the Air Force is identifying enemy craft, and if we continue to ignore UAP because we don't know what they are, then another country with superior technology could take advantage of us. So that's the angle they're coming from, with, which is to explain why this is a safety threat, and it is, but they do go on to say multiple times that they strongly believe that the UAP are not technology from other countries because it's it defies our laws of physics as we currently know them. Right. And, and uh, those laws of physics are still applying in those countries. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as far as we know, they could True. be way more technologically advanced if they accessed a crash site before we did. And right. there is some about Germany and world war yeah. one, I think. And then this, but, the, one of these guys is stating that, that we have reverse engineered. Yes. Shit. He so is it's saying like, that. Yeah. So, so we just, we have, but we haven't figured it. It's not possible we, to figure it out. And even if we did, or another country did, the human body cannot withstand true. the velocity. Right. That's so, true. Yep. We're not taken off into space like that. There's no way. So it's a little bit of like reading between the lines because they are saying it isn't a threat to national security because if we ignore it, we could be taken advantage of by mm -hmm. another country because of that. But yep. they really do think that this is not of this world. Yeah. They ask the witnesses to elaborate on the movement of UAPs. They're doing things like stopping in midair, changing direction, or dropping down from space, hanging out from, for three hours, and then going back up. They state this is not something that even top-secret military testing projects can do. Wow. Imagine if they're just, like, chill. They stop, and they have, like, a party, and they just hang they're out. They're watching us. Hanging out, watching. It's a watching party. Yeah. Yeah. And then just take off again. Like, that was fun. <laughs> when asked if our government is in possession of UAPs, Mr. Grush, I'm sorry, I think it's Grush. Mr. Grush says yes. He has interviewed over 40 witnesses and knows exactly where the UAPs are stored and that information was passed on to inspectors. Commander Fravor says that he was astonished by the UAPs' sheer performance and that they have capabilities beyond, beyond our current knowledge of science. When asked if they heard a sonic boom when the sound barrier broke due to the UAP's speed, they said that inside a jet it's so loud that you wouldn't be able to hear it even if it did. Mm -hmm. These objects are not aerodynamic. Hmm. And humans could not survive the acceleration rates that they witnessed. The Tic Tac witnessed had no seams, no windows or visible bolts or anything like that. So weird. So weird. Mr. Grush is asked if he's been reprised, which I think means like threatened or retaliated against for a whistleblowing. He said yes, and it was brutal and that he cannot speak on it because it's an open investigation. When asked if people have been harmed or injured to cover this up, he said yes. Oh, wow. When asked if anybody has been murdered, he doesn't say no, mm -hmm. but he said that he's reported what he knows, which sounds like a yes to me. And he was also asked if he was in fear of his life for coming forward, and he said yes, very much so. I was just, I was thinking that too, that they're very brave, honestly. So brave. And we have to follow them to make sure that no accidents happen to them. I'm pretty sure they're in some kind of witness protect. They have to be. They have, they to, have be to be in, in this level. Like, right. They have to be. And side note, oh. Congress did multiple times acknowledge the bravery of these oh, three good. men and yeah. everybody that's helped them get to this point good. Um, because they have been threatened and like they're right. they're coming I'll, I'll get into it yeah, yeah, yeah. commander fravor is asked if he has any knowledge of any other countries that have similar technology he says no. no they state that these uaps have been detected near all navy bases across the world wow Wow. Mr. Grush is asked if the U.S. government is communicating with other countries regarding UAPs or if they share reverse engineering programs with other countries, which I thought was such a fucking great question, but he said he didn't know for sure. Hmm. Mr. Graves is asked to explain in detail the event that occurred at the Vanderburg Air Force Base. In 2003, a red square came over the ocean and hovered above the base before taking off. 
they considered some of these events to be aggressive because it sped towards security guards before flying off mm. and that it was the size of a football field. Holy shit. It was, it was threatening them. It That's was what like they said. That's what he's up. up. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. That's huge. Hey, remember the, which one was it with the, um, the craft that was inside of the huge, um, bunker, right? Like, is it bunker? No. <clears throat> Travis Walton. Was it? The, yes. Travis Walton's, when he came out of the spaceship, he was in another like enormous, remember where there was other spaceships. So that could be whatever. I can't think of the word, but holding like a ton of different. I can't think of the word crafts, either, but I know what you're you know talking, what talking about. about. Yeah, the, yeah. It'll it, come to me like randomly when you're talking. And I'll, yeah. So I'll you're saying that there but, was th- that area that had a bunch of different UFOs. Right. In and it. the yeah. Travis Walton, he came out of the ship and he was still in something, you know what I mean? And like, he expected to just come out of the ship to the ground, but that wasn't the case. Yeah. That could be what it is being a football field size. Right. That's insane. So here's something. Airline corporations are sending cease and desist letters to their own pilots when they attempt to speak about what they see. Mrs. Luna, Congresswoman Luna, she points out that these corporations are putting their own reputation before national security and the safety of American people. Wow. Fucking let that sink in for a second. Like, greed. Always. Always greed. Mr. Grush was asked if he has information that these vehicles are of non-human origin, and he said yes. He said he was briefed on the government's advanced technologies and that some of them are unsanctioned, which is above congressional oversight, which he considered abuse by the federal government. Some things are allowed to go above Congress, but that Congress must be notified. He was asked, if it doesn't go to Congress, how do these programs get funded? Mm. He said, misappropriation of funds. To expand on this, U.S. corporations are charging for technology that's being sold to the government, and that money is going to these top secret programs. And this is the third witness? Or no, this is... They're back and forth. This is Mr. Right, right, that's right. You said... Yeah. Wow. He also states that they do have satellite images of UAPs and that he can he cannot explain them despite having a degree in physics. That says something. They also discussed the Chinese balloon and how stupid it made our government look that they said it was nothing and let it cross the country for 4 days before they scrambled to have jets shoot it down. That's just so like unbelievable. And they to me. they discussed like, how stupid it looks because if it was nothing, why did you scramble 4 days later to have it shot down and that those are the types of things that make the Americans not trust their own government because they either knew and let it fly over mm-hmm. or they didn't know and let it fly over either way and lied. It's, either it's way. totally fucked. Yeah. NASA is currently researching UAPs to keep commercial airline pilots safe. (laughs) So fucking scary. Say that again? NASA is currently researching UAPs to keep commercial airline pilots safe. NASA is. NASA is. It's not just the pilots. It's all of the innocent people that fly. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Mr. Graves says that they have scientists on their board because he thinks this will be found out to be a science and engineering problem versus a problem from an enemy country. Does the U.S. have knowledge of non-human intelligence? Yes, and they learned of this knowledge in the 30s. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't. It's, it's This is like so fucking mind-blowing. It's just like, unreal. Like literally almost a hundred years later, you're you're coming forward with this. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm, it's amazing that they're doing that. I'm just saying like, I can't believe it's taken this long. I can't believe it's taken this long and like the amount, and they, they do talk about it a lot. Um, the U.S. has a disinformation campaign specifically to dissuade people from believing in any kind of phenomena. It's just so stupid. And you wonder how deep it goes and why. It just, yeah, and why is right? Like, you, we know. And the other thing, too, is like, okay, so 
if I understand how our government works, right, and we have these elected officials uh, that that are in Congress and they're supposed to work for us, the people, because we voted them in and their interests are supposed to be with us. Let's say that's all true. Mm-hmm. And let's say there's no corruption in Congress, right? That's a big if, but yeah. if, if that's true, who is the federal government? Who, like, who is in charge? I know the president. I, I understand all that. But, like, specifically who in the Pentagon and why are they, why are they doing this above the government itself? Like, the government is the people. The people voted in Congress. Congress controls or is supposed to control what happens in the White House and in the Pentagon, mm-hmm. right? So if they're going above and beyond our own government, right? I know, like, I just, that's mind-blowing to me. Because who who are they? Again, are they fucking reptilians? Like, what the fuck is going on? Think about it. That is it's a crazy. Theory. It's crazy. It's crazy. It certainly for is a, a theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. It's okay. That's good. How have these programs evaded oversight from Congress? He says he knows but cannot say publicly. He also knows who started it and when, but cannot say it publicly. Now, Mr. Grouch has a lot of information that he could not say in this setting Mm -hmm. because it's so public and he had to jump through hoops to be able to speak on certain things because it requires a certain clearance. So that's why he says a lot of times, like, I can tell you, but I can't tell you here. So they talk a lot about talking about it behind closed doors later with Congress. Okay. What level of security is required to access these programs because members of Congress were turned away at Eglin Air Force Base? Congress presses that they do have authorization but are still being prevented from this access. There is a group of officials in charge, he says, of these secret programs both inside and outside of our government. And... They ask specifically what corporations are involved in spending taxpayer money because they audit the Pentagon yearly and they've failed the audit for the past five years with over billions of dollars annually missing. Holy shit. Holy shit. Mr. Grush said he could not publicly state what corporations are involved. He said he does acknowledge that there has been a disinformation campaign by the government to dissuade public interest in UFOs. Wow. This Um, this is as real as it it gets, people, you know? This guy who asked this question um, and said he'd been in Congress for five years and that they've failed to audit every time, he makes a joke that you are taxed on every fucking penny you make, but the federal government can get away with misappropriation or losing failing their own audits for billions billions it's just insane it's so fucking and then that's Going just like somewhere yeah follow the money right always yeah so remember how i said that i really liked watching it because they all had their own like insight yeah there they had pointed questions some of them did about their own experiences for example mr biggs asked specifically if they knew anything about a UAP event that occurred in 1997 over Phoenix, where he lived. Oh, cool. And where he could go, specifically who to talk to and where, to get the information on what actually happened. Wow. I'm getting, like, chills up my legs. Like, it's I don't so know why. Cool. I just love that so much. Yeah. Only on your legs. I know. He said, <laughs> Mr. Grush said that he uh, knows of the event, but not in specifics, but he could probably tell you where to look. He said it's all about the fact that it's hidden. The information is there, but it's hidden from Congress. So, yeah, you can find it easily if you know where to look. He says that non-human technology has caused harm to humans and that he and his wife witnessed something very disturbing. He said he would discuss what he witnessed of the government-possessed craft behind closed doors, but that he had not seen extraterrestrial bodies. Okay. I'm going to play a quick clip for you because it's a really good question. I'm going to stop here and play it. Okay. And so with that being said, you know, the other statement that has been made that was intriguing to me because, and it's intriguing because my, my view has been that we are billions of light years away from any, any other system. And the concept that an alien species that's technologically advanced enough to travel billions of light years gets here and somehow 
is incompetent enough to not survive Earth or crashes is, is something that I find a little bit far-fetched. And with that being said, you have mentioned that there's interdimensional p potential. Could you expound on that? Oh, yeah, to answer your first question, and you know, I'm here as a fact witness and expert, but I, I will give you a, a theoretical framework, at least to work off, to kind of espouse uh, crashes, uh, regardless of uh, you know, your level of sentience, right? You know, planes crash, cars crash, and number of sorties, what, however high, a small percentage are going to end in you know, mission failure, if you will, as we say in the, in the Air Force. Uh, and then in terms of uh, multidimensionality, that kind of thing, the, the framework uh, that I'm familiar with, for example, is something called the holographic principle. Uh, both, uh, it's, it derives itself from general relativity and uh, quantum mechanics. And that is, if you want to imagine a 3D object such as yourself casting a shadow onto a 2D surface, uh, that's the holographic principle. So you can be projected, quasi-projected from higher dimensional space to lower dimensional. It's a scientific trope that you can actually cross, literally, as far as I understand, but there's probably guys with PhDs that we could probably but, argue about that. But you have yeah. not seen any documentation that that's what's occurring. Uh, only a theoretical framework discussion. Yes. Okay. All right. So he uh, basically brings up a really great point that if uh, the universe is so, so, so big, what are the chances that uh, an extraterrestrial of higher intelligence would come here, for one? And for two, if they did, they wouldn't be so stupid as to crash or not survive Earth. And his response is that regardless of your level of sentience, there's always going to be a small percentage of mission failure and some of them will crash no matter what yeah, yeah. so that that's interesting because i thought that too you know mm -hmm. of course because think about it really how many have crashed probably not that many no. compared to how many visit and oh, just sure. are in the sky yeah um during that hearing w there was somebody that like comes forward about that there for sure was i want to say it was like non non bio Bio I'll, I'll get to it. Oh, you're, so okay. Yeah, I'm going to get Sorry. to it. No, that's okay. Because um, when you said that he stated he didn't see any bodies personally. Correct. Okay. Himself. He didn't see bodies and he did not see photos of okay. bodies. Okay. Um, but I'll get to that. But um, yep. the other thing that I thought was so, so interesting was that theory, uh, the projection theory. Um, oh, yeah. Because we've talked about that yeah, before. It puts it into perspective. It really does. When, when you talk about it like that. Yeah. Shadow. So I thought that was so interesting. Congress then discusses that they were informed of that UAP incident over Eglin Air Force Base. So I'm going to put in that clip here because it's cool. It's cool. better to hear it than for me to oh, explain. Yeah. Here. I love so it. here I it love is. Clips. Several months ago, my office received a protected disclosure from Eglin Air Force Base indicating that there was a UAP incident that required my attention. I sought a briefing regarding that episode and brought with me Congressman Burchett and Congresswoman Luna. We asked to see any of the evidence that had been taken by flight crew in this endeavor and to observe any radar signature uh, as long as, to, as well as to meet with the flight crew. We were not afforded access to all of the flight crew. And initially, we were not afforded access to images and to radar. Thereafter, we had a bit of a discussion about how authorities flow in the United States of America, and we did see the image. And we did meet with one member of the flight crew who took the image. The image was of something that I am not able to attach to any human capability, either from the United States or from any of our adversaries. And I'm somewhat informed on the matter, having served on the Armed Services Committee for seven years, having served on the committee that oversees DARPA and advanced technologies for several years. Um, when we spoke with the flight crew, and when he showed us the photo that he'd taken, I asked why the video wasn't engaged, why we didn't have a FLIR system that worked. Here's what he said. They were out on a test mission that day over the Gulf of Mexico, and when you're on a test mission, you're supposed to have clear airspace, not supposed to be anything that shows up. And they saw a sequence of four craft in a clear diamond formation for which there is uh, a radar sequence that I and I alone have observed in the United States Congress. 
One of the pilots goes to check out that diamond formation and sees a large floating, what I can only describe as an orb, again, like I said, not of any human capability that I'm, that I'm aware of. And when he approached, he said that his radar went down, he said that his FLIR system malfunctioned, and that he had to manually take this image um, from one of the lenses, and it was not automatic, automated uh, in collection, as you would typically see in a test mission. So uh, I guess I'll start with Commander Fravor. How should we think about the fact that this craft that was approached by our pilot uh, had the capability of disarming a number of the sensor and collection systems on that craft? Well, I think this goes to that national security side, and you can go back through history of things showing up at certain areas and disabling our capabilities, which is disheartening. And for us, I mean, like I said, it, it completely disabled the radar on the aircraft when it tried to do it, and the only way we could see it is passively, which is how you got that image. So I think that's a, that's a concern on what are these doing, not only how do they operate, but their capabilities inside to do things like this. Okay, so again, to summarize what the congressman said, um, he said that he was notified of this UAP uh, incident that happened over Eglin, and he went there with a couple other Congress people and was denied access to the information he was asking for, at which point they had to explain that they have the power and that these people have to give this information to Congress. And at that time, they provided one photo and one witness. Um, they discussed that the radar is jammed and that they've it whatever this UAP is disables all of our tracking systems which is a threat to national security because if other countries collect this data from crash sites um, and then they are able to recreate at least jamming technologies we're in trouble that's a big deal so we have a little bit of that now. We do have signal jammers that the police use, but they're very, very expensive. Um, so I'm sure that the military has something similar. Mm. Um, but it seems that this particular instance uh, where UAPs do that is above and beyond what we currently have. Oh, yeah. It disables sure. military-grade oh, yeah. tracking systems. And that's guaranteed why most people that claim to try to get footage and they can't, when the, I really do believe that there is some sort of energy projecting and, and disabling technology, you know? Um, so true. Um, the whole diamond formation thing, it's so wild. Like, it's just a perfect diamond in the sky together there's no way we could ever do that right it's just not possible right especially not like a clear orb it's just so oh, strange yeah. i would so. love to see it i just want to see what it looks like right so um he discusses that pilots feel the best course of action when seeing uaps is not to report it because it's not worth the upheaval both in their personal and professional lives um, Mr. Gates, the, the congressman who was just speaking, states that he thinks Congress should meet with Mr. Grush in a private session where they can ask and get answers to specifics that he cannot currently answer in a public setting. Mr. Graves states that his estimation is that 95% of UAPs are not reported. Some of these Congress people ask such good questions. Ms. Mace asks Commander Fravor if he's ever heard of the government testing advanced technology near military jets without first informing them, and he responds, no, that testing only takes place at specific testing locations. Hmm. So I think they're really trying to figure out, um, I think some of these Congress people are still having trouble wrapping their head around that this is not human, and I think that these witnesses cannot come right out and say that because they may or may not. I don't know that they fully have evidence. Um, and I think, again, that they're trying to come from an angle of it being uh, a national threat, security threat. Mm -hmm. um, and Congress is trying to suss out if this is actually testing that's uh -huh. going above their heads from our federal government. Uh -huh. um, and who would be doing that but the military? And this is the military coming yeah, forward. Yeah, so right. they're the ones who have the answers, the military. That's they right. know that this is not them. So that's where it becomes like really interesting. Yeah. Mr. Grush is asked if the federal government is unlawfully hiding information from Congress, and he affirms this. She asks if the government has contact with a higher intelligence. He says he cannot confirm that. He also confirms that the government has non-human biologics from recovered crash sites, meaning 
bodies or something like that. They are asked if these UAPs are watching military programs and nuclear testing, and they respond yes. I thought that this was the most crazy piece of information because who said that? George Van Tassel said that. <laughs> it comes full circle. It comes full, full circle it again. It does. So uh, again, I, I'm sorry to like reiterate to the people that have probably heard me say this a thousand times, but like if this is the first episode you're listening to, we do have an episode on George Van Tassel. He owned a airport in California that was, uh, he leased out to the U.S. government for emergency landings and whatnot. He supposedly was a genuine, one of the first contactees in the 1940s who could go into a meditative state and have a high vibration high enough that he was able to communicate with beings not of this earth. Um, and they told him very specifically that he was to give messages to our government regarding nuclear testing and that it is because of them that the, their intervention that we have not blown ourselves up yet. Um, so I just thought that was extremely interesting that that was confirmed. So at least one thing that Van Tassel has said has now been confirmed by our own government. That yes, these UAPs are watching us. That is why they're condensed over certain areas. That's why they're seen over military bases so often because that's where the testing is occurring and they're watching to make sure that we we don't fuck up something. Something, right, because we're not trustworthy. No, and we're stupid. And we're stupid. Yeah, they'd laugh at us. They yeah. literally probably laugh. Like I said before, like watching watching our like f- our air flights take off and like or like the the jets or rockets and like they must think it's just ridiculous. Right. I know. They really know. probably do. And they probably sit around with like their version of like alien popcorn, right. whatever it is. I think they're watching to protect. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what I actually think, but yeah. I, I should say I'd like to believe that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. Grush also confirms that people have been injured in the back engineering of UAPs. When asked if this was due to radioactivity, um, he says he cannot confirm in a public setting, but that we're basically messing with the unknown. So they don't know what precautions to take. So yes, people have been hurt in the recreation of this technology. Another great question asked was why Mr. Grush switched from calling it extraterrestrial life to non-human. And his response is that they cannot confirm specific origin, meaning it may not be from another planet. It could be multidimensional. Interesting. Very interesting. Very very interesting that they would even put that as an option. Right, because terrestrial means other planet. Extraterrestrial means from another planet. So yeah. they're leaving the possibility right, to right. that they're it's not. Maybe they're from here. Yeah. Or not from here, <laughs> well, but like well, here, just not from another our, planet. Yeah, in a different yeah, yeah. dimension. Yeah. So, right? That's, so cool. That's neat. They discuss the publicly available treaties between the U.S. and other governments. Um, and these treaties are to avoid escalation that would cause an outbreak of nuclear war in which UAPs are specifically mentioned. Oh, <clears throat> oh boy. I wish you could see my face. <laughs> looks like a frog. I'm just like the mouth. Yes. The um, mouths. Congress concludes that this is indeed a threat to national security and that they want to talk in a skiff. Um, a SCIF, S-C-I-F, stands for Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility okay. and is a U.S. Department of Defense term for a secure room. Okay. They also discuss the implementation of the Homan Rule. The hmm. Homan Rule is a rule in the United States House of Representatives that allows amendments to appropriations legislation that would reduce the salary or fire specific federal employees or cut a specific program. In closing, they discuss making things public after a certain number of years uh, and that they're looking forward to getting more answers in a skiff and looking forward to likely new legislation. More answers in their little confined... Like to specifics to their questions about what exactly we do know. Okay. Crickets. Yeah. So uh, I thought that this was amazing. It I is. love seeing our government work properly. 
Or attempt to. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> they're trying. They're trying. Um, Some. Yeah. So, what do you think? I love it. I love it. I, I just, I can't believe it took this long. I hope that there's a lot of people out there that kind of because it still does amaze me that there are some people that still don't believe in ufos like it's just absolutely baffling to to imagine it really is it doesn't make any sense um to think about that the whole universe um and us be the only living it's just insane to think that way and it it is and um i just hope that there's a lot of people whose eyes opened after this because this is as real as it gets like what else would you, what else could convince you? You know, we have three extremely, like, extremely um, reliable witnesses here. Yes, and um, for them to come forward, f- for them to come forward this way. <laughs> and I feel bad for the people that don't believe because they're purposely being brainwashed brainwashed um like they don't there's so many people that just don't open their mind to other possibilities but they don't want to because beliefs are yeah choice yep and those people would not like our podcast no those people and that's and that's all those people that commented on the video we made about um betty and barney hill being like oh you lost me at ufo well guess what like unreal whether or not the story was true, UFOs are a real thing. It's a real phenomena. Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel bad for those people because they are so brainwashed by religion, by TV, by this purposeful yep. misinformation campaign. Yep. I shouldn't say misinformation, but by this purposeful disinformation campaign where the government is specifically trying to get witnesses not to talk about it. I'm so curious where the men in black fit into this. They have to be government agents. They have to be. Oh, yeah. Federal government agents, I mean. Yeah. Imagine if, like, it comes out that, that these people in charge are are the aliens. Imagine. That's a cool thought. That's a really cool thought. So nuts, right? It is. I well, there's it. a plan, and we're about to find out what it is. Yep. I hope. I hope so, too. It's about time. This was only last about about six weeks ago. This right, this took was place. recent. Yeah, yes, so I I think I it was just all over YouTube. I remember mm-hmm. how I was watching bits and pieces of it, but yeah, I just remembered the whole like non biologics. I was yep. just like, hmm, so non human, non human biologics. I'm sorry, and like yeah, we'll cover Roswell. <laughs> I really want to talk about it. Oh yeah. Um, because I I know you don't know you don't know much about Roswell, right? Well, the crash supposedly that happened, and then that we we took the we have the, the um, body. craft in possession and the body of alien, yeah, um, autopsy of it, all, all that all that stuff. Um, still on base, I know just about that much. I know it's off limits. I know people yeah. aren't allowed to go any further than a certain perimeter, and obviously government yeah. agency only, but. But some of the metal they found was like, I wonder if that's where Tom DeLonge got that metal that he says he has, because they, they, the metal that they found was as hard as steel, but flexible. They also found touch, touch screen technology. Wow. I'm convinced that, that that crash is why we had such an advancement in technology. I almost wonder if the reason that this is being hidden. You don't, you don't care? She's been walking a lot as you were it's, talking. I know. I, didn't, I can't I didn't do anything about you, it. I didn't know if you cared or not. No, That's I, all I'm saying. Well, I can't. Yeah. You'll hear if it when you're editing hears and this, you'll be like, yeah. You'll hear my dog yeah, running a, back and forth. Everybody loves dogs. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to keep the audio quality good. But I wonder if <laughs> yeah, the reason this the is tech, hidden yeah. is because, like he said, corporations are involved. Corporations such as uh, maybe Samsung or, something, or uh, Apple or something like that. Because I'm convinced, me personally, that the reason that we have technology – technological advances like our cell phones and computers and stuff came from Roswell. I really think that because if you look at what they found, they found touch screens. Yeah. They found like things that we had no, no idea of. That's wild. Until, you know, the past 20, 30 years. So it's just so, so interesting. I would not be surprised at all if if that's what it was. Me either. Greed. It all comes down to greed always. If they're hiding this information so that they can 
profit uh, profit off of us. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was great. I loved it. You did a great job summarizing that very very lengthy hearing. So I tried. I'm sorry it was bouncy, but oh, it was good. It's, that's I how followed. it went. <laughs> that's how it bounced. So thank you for listening, and please recommend us to a like-minded friend. Yes, um, yes. Find one friend who's <laughs> like-minded, open-minded, cool, and let them know. That Smart, pretty, and fun to be around. Yes, all of the above, <laughs> all of the things. Just let them know about us, and uh, we would really appreciate that. We need all the cool people we can get. Yes, um, and please, as always, subscribe to us on podcasting platforms. And if you could subscribe to us on YouTube, that would be great. I'd really love to hit a thousand uh, sus- subscribers on YouTube, which we still somehow don't. But that's it's all right. Okay. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, it's probably the least preferred way because we don't have actual video yet. Right. Yeah. But if we did, YouTube is be- moving toward a podcasting thing. That's right. Yeah, so that's yeah. why we have it up there. But eventually, yeah. they'll once we're doing videos. Soon. Our YouTube channel is going to be popping. Yeah. And they see, see how beautiful cute face. we are. <laughs> your we're, beautiful face. We're actually cute. Stop. I, well, thanks. Ridiculous. But I don't agree. Oh, man. All right. All right. So we'll uh, catch you on the flip side. Stay, Stay mysterious. mysterious.